Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is absolutely obscene, beyond obscene. Let me just try and contain my righteous rage at what's just happened. Now, Andy McDonald is a brilliant Labour MP, one of a diminishing number of Labour MPs who believes in old-fashioned ideas like social justice, redistributing wealth and power, and indeed peace. Now, he served in Keir Starmer's shadow cabinet until 2021, when he resigned in protest at the leadership's refusal to back a genuine living wage, as well as Starmer's general mass discarding of his leadership pledges. You know, things like nationalisation of utilities, increasing taxes on the rich, scrapping tuition fees, and I would say particularly relevant today, putting human rights at the heart of foreign policy, his words. Now, he has been suspended, Andy McDonald, from the Labour Party for the most innocuous call for peace imaginable. He spoke at the mass rally this Saturday, which I attended in London, which demanded a ceasefire, a demand backed according to the polls by an overwhelming majority of the British population, not least Labour voters. Let's just hear one excerpt. Now, many of those in our government want to tell us that this all started on the 7th of October and that this is all simply about retaliation against Hamas for the terrible crimes it carried out on that day. But friends, we know that this is simply not the case. So very clear there where Andy McDonald stands. He condemned there the terrible crimes, as he put it, committed by Hamas on the 7th of October. He went on to end his speech like this. We will not rest until we have justice. Until all people, Israelis and Palestinians, between the river and the sea, can live in peaceful liberty. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Kill. This is what he's been suspended by the Labour leadership for saying. Let's say it again. We won't rest until we have justice, until all people, Israelis and Palestinians, between the river and the sea, can live in peaceful liberty. Who on earth, who on earth could object to that? Which sane, rational person who actually believes in peace, who wants an end to mass killing, could possibly have a problem with that statement? I'll tell you this, it's the people who oppose such a statement who in a just world would be booted out the Labour Party in moral disgrace. Now the Times newspaper, supposedly our paper on record, a Murdoch rag, falsely originally claimed that he had he had chanted between the river and the sea Palestine will be free. Now they wrote a correction adding we apologize for the error which I'm sure was made entirely in good faith. Now as it so happens even this phrase is misconstrued. It is claimed that it means the driving of the Jewish population from Israel, ethnic cleansing, clearly a despicable aim. Now while it's true like so many phrases it can be abused it's simply untrue that millions would use it and do use it in such a horrifying and contemptible way. What they mean is Palestinians currently facing oppression, whether those in Gaza, by the sea, the West Bank, 
to the river, or the Palestinian citizens of Israel are freed of that oppression, either in the form of a two-state solution, normally based on pre-1967 borders, or in one secular state where all have equal rights and an equal vote. Both are completely legitimate positions. In any case, though, not actually relevant because it is not what Andy McDonald said. So we have a spectacle where it's fine, absolutely fine for Keir Starmer to go on national radio and endorse war crimes, which is what he did when he supported cutting off water and electricity to a civilian population, then do barefaced lies about what he said, even though we could all hear what he said, even though he said afterwards it, about being in accordance with international law, either not knowing what international law says or being completely dishonest about it. Labour can issue briefings answering positions on reports that Israel has been using white phosphorus, illegal when used against civilian populations, with the first response, we support Israel's right to, to defend itself. Where the Labour leadership backs the onslaught by Israel, making glib statements about international law while never actually condemning Israel for serially breaking it, whether it be for the collective punishment, including, of course, a siege, which has totally cut off water, food, medicine, basic supplies, the forcible removal of a civilian population condemned by the United Nations and multiple human rights organisations, the mass bombardment of civilian populations, which has led over to 8,000 deaths at least, not counting those trapped, presumably dead below rubble, including over 3,000 children in three weeks. The 8,000, oh, sorry, the 3,000, more than 3,000 kids is more than the total number killed in armed conflict globally across more than 20 countries over the course of a whole year for the last three years, as the likes of Save the Children have noted. If you adjust for population, the over 8,000 total deaths is the equivalent of over a quarter of a million Brits, um, bearing in mind over around 43,000 died in the Blitz over the course of eight months, it would be the equivalent of a quarter of a million Brits in around three weeks being killed. Now, they haven't condemned the fact journalists and the whole families have been killed, let alone UN officials and aid workers, or condemned the language used by Israeli officials and leaders openly speaking in terms of overt support for war crimes and indeed language which has been condemned as genocidal, whether it be about reducing Gaza to a city of tents where all buildings are destroyed, talking of human animals, saying we'll eliminate everything, permanently occupying uh, Gaza's land, Biblical readings from Netanyahu, which have been widely interpreted as tantamount to calls for genocide. One former Israeli military commander stating their aim that they will destroy anything that moves. We could go on. What's actually unacceptable in the modern Labour Party isn't to stay silent and tacitly endorse a military onslaught involving all of these things. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But it is to call for a lasting peace for Israelis and Palestinians 
alike. This comes from the faction of the Labour Party, which brought us Iraq with the hundreds of thousands killed and all the blood and chaos, Afghanistan, a two-decade-long occupation, disastrous, which ended with the Taliban stronger than ever, and which backed the Libyan war, which turned that country into a war-ravaged nightmare. This all against a backdrop of an escalating campaign against those of us protesting against the horrors being unleashed by the Israeli state with the open support of our government. The more atrocities are committed, the more wider society is repulsed by it, the more cheerleaders of this horror will come under attack. It is desperate. They're trying to claim the real moral disgraces and extremists are those who oppose war crimes and the mass slaughter of civilians, turning the world upside down on its very head. This all has a political purpose, of course, to deflect pressure away from our political establishment for their complicity in this horror. Let's listen to Suella Braverman, our, let's just say it, disgusting Home Secretary. Well, first of all, let me explain what we've seen over the last few weekends. We've seen now tens of thousands of people take to the streets following the massacre of Jewish people, the single largest loss of Jewish life since the Holocaust, chanting for the erasure of Israel from the map. To my mind, there's only one way to describe those marches. They are hate marches. Hate marches. The absolute fun of this nauseating individual. This is the politician who used the term cultural Marxism, long regarded as an anti-Semitic dog whistle, who does disgraceful inflammatory speeches warning of immigration being an existential threat to Western civilization, who talks darkly about the number of children born to foreign-born mothers, clearly echoing the far-right great replacement theory, and she thinks she can grandstand on what constitutes hatred. I've been to those marches, I've been to all of the London marches. They are multicultural, they are Britain and its most diverse, bringing together Muslims, Jews, non-believers, and so many others. And what brought us all together and brings us all together in growing numbers is a desire for peace and justice, for the mass killings of innocent people to stop, for Palestinians to finally be free of oppression. Sure, you always get a few idiots at a crowd of that size, which are half a million alone this Saturday, but they are few and far between. Indeed, the protest on Saturday was crawling with police officers, clearly looking for any reason to arrest people, yet out of those hundreds of thousands of protesters, there were just 10 arrests, a tiny number, much less than a football match, which has smaller numbers attending. Now, we should also note in the current climate, today the Conservative MP Paul Bristow has been sacked as a permanent parliamentary secretary for a letter in which he said Hamas attacks against innocent civilians are unforgivable while calling for assurances Gazans don't suffer collective punishment and also backing a ceasefire. Now, what happened to Andy McDonald is McCarthyism, straightforwardly. There was nothing remotely wrong with anything he said. It is obviously not in any sense anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism does exist. It is an evil. An evil which has been responsible for terrible crimes over 2,000 years, not least the attempt to exterminate the entire Jewish population during the Holocaust. And of course it can hijack Palestinian solidarity. We saw that in Dagestan. That wasn't driven by solidarity with the Palestinian people, a desire for emancipation, a love of humanity, but by hatred. I'm doing a video on that and why it's important to always confront anti-Semitism, which always must be fought. That does not mean abusing the evil of anti-Semitism to shut down legitimate critiques of Israel's state. Here's one example from Luke Akehurst, who's on the National Executive Committee of the party, who has, sadly, significant power in Starmer's labour. He wrote, Perhaps people could wake up and realise there's a connection between anti-Semitic attacks, whether in Dagestan or Stamford Hill, a lurid, exaggerated, demonising language about Israel committing genocide, collective punishment or carpet bombing. Now, what he's doing here is saying that even stating inarguable facts about what Israel is doing 
is racist incitement. We can see the mass bombardment and destruction of civilian communities with our own eyes. Around half of Gaza's homes have been destroyed or damaged in a very short period of time. That is carpet bombing. As for collective punishment, what Israel has been do doing has been characterised as such by the United Nations and numerous NGOs, who I would say are far more informed than Luke Akehurst, who works for a pro-Israel lobbying firm, um, including, for example, the siege and the mass bombardment of civilian areas. Someone like Akers clearly wishes to silence anyone critiquing the terrible crime currently being committed, which involves the mass slaughter of innocent people, which is happening before our eyes. Now, look, to end. What the Labour leadership has done to Andy McDonald is a disgrace. Yet another shameful addition to a morally disgraceful chapter in Labour's history. His treatment is part of a racist campaign, we should be clear about that, to stigmatise and delegitimise any and every expression with the Palestinian people as they suffer mass slaughter. It also underlies another point. Given how authoritarian Starmer is with his own party, how on earth can we trust him with our freedoms when he's prime minister? This will only escalate as public horror grows and the public, the political establishment comes under ever growing pressure to end their complicity in the crimes committed by the Israeli state. That's why we must stand with the likes of Andy McDonald and stand with all those fighting for just peace, one where, to quote Andy McDonald, where all people, Israelis and Palestinians, between the river and the sea, can live in peaceful liberty. Please like and subscribe. Do keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash And if you're listening on the podcast, hello, I'll speak to you soon. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.